Well, hello there, friends and family. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. You're listening to Every Day is a Saturday. I'm your host, Brian Roof. In this episode, it's episode six, The Decision, Signing Up to Be a Marine. I know for some of you guys listening, you're like, finally, we're getting into the Marine stories. But if you haven't had a chance, go check out episodes one through five, and you can kind of see how we got to where we're at. All right. Before I get into the episode, though, let's go ahead and do a little buddy check and uh, make sure everyone out there is doing okay. And if you're not and you're going through some rough times and you want to talk to someone discreetly, there's a number you can dial directly right from your phone and you can call it 24-7. I wasn't even aware of this number until I started this podcast. And so even if it's not you and you know someone out there that looks like maybe they're going through a rough time and, you know, they're just, you know, looks like. They're depressed and, you know, maybe they, they look like they're kind of sheltered and don't want to talk to anyone. Um, give them this number. It's uh, the Crisis Lifeline. Like I said, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's totally discreet. Uh, the number that you can call is uh, 988, and then you're going to press 1. And it will put you in touch with someone that can help and someone who can help and who is educated in helping someone who needs help mentally. So... And if you're uncomfortable talking to someone, you can totally text them, 838-255. And again, if this isn't for you, but you do know someone out there that may looks like they're kind of struggling and may need some help, please give them this number. No, no, uh, no shame. All right? All right, now let's go ahead and let's get into the real show. All right, friends and fam, wait no further. Let's get into this. Episode 6, The Big Decision, Signing Up for the Marines. For you guys that all been tuning in up to this point, the last episode, episode 5, I talked about my high school life, and I kind of ended that episode of when I graduated, summer of 1999, and that's exactly where I'm going to pick up in this episode, so let's go ahead and get right into it. All right, so summer of 1999, I'm all graduated. Um, up to this point, I'm kind of still undecided in terms of what I want to do for my future. Uh, I kind of already had uh, the local college, um, the local junior college kind of contacting me to play football there. Uh, the coach would take me out to lunch and stuff like that. He was, you know, um, a good friend of my dad's when they were younger. Um, so he kind of knew my dad and he really wanted me to go play football at Antelope Valley College. So like I said, at the time I didn't have much going on. I was kind of with it. So I go ahead and tell him, yeah, I'm going to play and stuff like that. And I was kind of late to the game. So he ended up having to get me signed up for my classes. And, um, when he did get me signed up and gave me my classes, they were pretty much classes that, uh, (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't go very well towards your education. It was almost going to be like lost year. I think, you know, in, in, in reality, all they really were caring about is me playing football for them. It wasn't them caring about me getting a good education. But as um that was going on, I was also working at a, a campground called the Oaks, which is a Christian campground. Um, my buddies from high school worked up there. They were like, oh, come on, man. Come work up here. It's a lot of fun. You'll have a good time. Uh, they have a position in open for um, like it's like a janitorial cleaning service type thing that uh, they had like a job open for. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. Why not? So I got the job up at the Oaks Christian Grant Campground. 
where I cleaned the cabins, uh, provided linens, um, just got things ready for the upcoming campers. Uh, I don't know how many campers were there uh, at one time, but there was a lot. It was a huge campground. Um, they had all kinds of um, zip lines, uh, little hiking trails, you know, all kinds of stuff for the campers to do there. And eventually they would uh, add on paintball. And that was kind of uh, good for me because I volunteered myself to be a referee for that. And being a referee, there was kind of some benefits. I got to uh, play in some of the games when the players didn't have enough people or something to that nature. And we also would do like um, little pick up games with uh the staffers and stuff like that and we even did one time late at night under the moon it was a lot of fun i love paintball it hurts like a son of a bitch i don't know if any of you guys done paintball but my gosh man you get bruised the hell up on that a lot of fun a lot of fun now even though i was having a lot of fun working up at the oaks christian campground and stuff like that uh, things started to kind of wear on me. I, I mean, I was working and kind of, uh, partying a lot during the summertime and, you know, just having to ask parents for money and, and things of that. I think all that stuff kind of just started wearing on me and I was like, kind of starting to figure out like, I need to get my life on track and, you know, figure out what the heck I want to do and get my mind right and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> December of 1999, um, that new year, I had made a promise to myself that I was going to stop partying and that I needed to try to figure out, you know, um, what I wanted to do for my future. So I was kind of, you know, happy with myself and shocked with myself that I was kind of making a big decision of like no more partying. It's time to get things right. So I don't know if any of you guys remember, um, 1999 going into the year 2000, Y2K, you guys remember all the hype when, um, they're saying like when uh, the stri- you know when the clock strikes midnight on the year 2000 that all the clocks were going to be able to handle it and basically it was going to override the power grid and we're going to go into complete darkness and all this blah 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 just a whole bunch of hoopla cuz obviously none of that ever happened um but anyways it was pretty funny um i spent my uh new years um down in pasadena um most of you may know there's a big New Year's uh, parade that happens there in Pasadena on New Year's Day. Um, we happen to be kind of um, right down the street from there at a buddy's house, partying it up. Wasn't there to go to the parade, but uh, while we were all partying and later on that night, we walked down to where the parade's at. And it was pretty cool to go check it out. I believe it's on uh, Colorado Boulevard or something like that. And you go down there and there's just all these people set up. They got their tents, sleeping bags, little kids running around. You know, it looks like a lot of fun for the families. They're kind of camping out, waiting for the um, parade to happen the next day. Something I would never do. But it was a lot of fun. And um, so, you know, we just uh, went back to my buddy's house, partied it up through the new year. Uh, We were close enough to the parade. We could actually hear it. But like I said... That wasn't our intention. We never went to it uh, because obviously we all partied ourselves too much and woke up probably too late for the thing anyways. But and nevertheless, that was kind of my last big hoorah and, you know, like big party. So I went hard. 
<laughs> as you can imagine. All right, so I made it through the new year, still alive. Now it's time for me to decide and get my shit together. So um, I would say about, I don't know, a couple weeks into January. Um, I'll never forget this story. But on this day, I had a little wild hair up my ass and I decided like, I need to do something. I need to, I need to make a move. And, you know, kind of in the back of my mind had, you know, known that there was always the military. While I was in high school, the um, army recruiter was heavily trying to recruit me to the army so much that I actually kind of had to tell the guy to leave me alone because he was kind of bothering me. He called me almost every night, try to come over to my house, try to take me out to lunch. You know, it just kind of, at the time it was kind of annoying. I really wasn't, um, you know, feeling it at all when I was in high school, <laughs> but it was, you know, like I said, it was kind of in the back of my mind and here I am thinking about what the hell I want to do. So, um, for some of you guys, you youngins, you have no idea what the hell a phone book is. Well, back in the day we had to use phone books cause we didn't have a nice cell phone that could, you know, look up everything. Uh, we had felt, uh, phone books with yellow pages in there and basically those had all the numbers to you know home businesses um people you know personal phones addresses things of those natures so anyways i'm looking through the yellow pages and i'm looking up all the military branches um you know and also something that's in the back of my mind is that my cousin he had already kind of um got into what we call the delayed entry program for the Marine Corps. Uh, it's also known as devil pups. And what that is, is it's uh, something that gets you prepared for what you're getting ready to go through in boot camp. They run you, they do push-ups, all those things. Just like I said, it's, it's all to get you ready for boot camp. So when I'm going through the yellow pages, I'm kind of knowing like my, okay, my cousin's already a Marine. Um, I don't want to go to the army and I had talked to the Navy a little bit already, um, at this point in time. So I called the air force, the air force didn't answer the phone. And so it brought me to the Marines. And of course the Marines answered the call. <laughs> um, it was a guy by the name of Sassar Burke. Never forget him. He told me, come on down. Let me, uh, let me tell you a little bit about the Marine Corps and see what you like. So, um, I got in my car, I drove down to the recruiting station, got in there, started talking to the guy and, you know, um, he kind of got to know like my interest and stuff like that. So I feel like the way he was selling me to the Marines, he was trying to stay within my interest as well. So that way he can get me to like it because he started talking about, it. it's a big camping trip, which I love to camp. And, you know, you can go play and shoot guns and all this cool stuff. And I'm just like, you know, eight, you know, at the time I'm 18 years old and all those things they're saying just sound extravagant to me. I'm like, hell yeah, man, shoot some guns, go camping, <laughs> wear some badass uniform, be called a Marine. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I got excited and um, I, you know, I was like, dude, sign me up. I'm ready to go. Um, I had already taken the ASVAB. If you had listened into uh, the previous podcast, I took uh, the ASVAB while I was a junior in high school. Didn't score all that well. Um, so he was like, hey, listen, you didn't score well. You scored where you passed, and you can definitely get into uh, some jobs. 
but uh, you could definitely do better and get into some better jobs. Um, at where I was at in my life, I just kind of was done with schooling. I just had no, no, no desires whatsoever to go do any more schooling. So the sound of going and retaking the test did not appeal to me. I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and take my score and roll my dices and see what it gets me. Um, not always the best decision, but I don't think it was the worst decision for me. But anyway, so, um, another thing I told him, I said, Hey man, you know, I partied a lot. I don't know, you know, what it's going to, you know, I don't know how the um, drug testing is going to come back. And he was like, Oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and take you down to the local, uh, doctor and we can get you, you know, tested. And so that's what he did. He took me down, got me pee tested. It came back like, Hey, um, it's a little dirty. So, uh, the recruiter suggested me to wait about another week or two before we went ahead and take me down to go do the, you know, the big shebang and swear in and, and, um, get myself signed up. So that's kind of what I did. So after I ended up leaving the recruiter's office and stuff like that, um, knowing that I needed a couple weeks to, you know, get myself cleared up. I, um, went ahead, the stat sergeant had recommended that I start doing, um, pull-ups, crunches, and running. Um, so I started getting myself, I had the next couple of weeks, I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to work as hard as I can at doing all those things. So I don't struggle with them through boot camp. So, um, and it also, it helped me, you know, cut some weight and, and I was so glad that I was able to, uh, have those couple weeks to get myself prepped because otherwise probably would have signed up and wouldn't have had that extra time to get myself prepped and ready. And then I would have went in totally out of shape, but, um, at least, you know, getting ready to go into boot camp, I wanted to be in somewhat of a, you know, decent shape. But uh, this is probably a good point in the story to stop uh, because if I get too much further, we'll get all the way into boot camp and there's a lot of stuff, I, a lot of good stories inside boot camp and, um, you know, me driving down to uh, before I get into the Marine Corps. Um, so you guys are definitely not going to want to miss the next episode. The next episode is going to bring us right into uh, boot camp and, and I'm going to finish up the episode through boot camp and then after that we'll talk about what it's my life was like actually in the marine corps um i hope all you guys are liking what you're listening to so far um you know i know it's not always easy to talk about our past life and things of that stuff you know because sometimes we're not exactly proud of them i've shared a lot of stories with you guys i'm not exactly proud of them but there are stories that can be learned from there's stories that people could actually um you know take and and get something from them and and try not to make the same mistakes um that's something i feel like we are horrible at doing as a um uh a culture in general, we're not good at, uh, learning from the past. You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, we continue to make the same, you know, same mistakes and ha- head down the, uh, the wrong road. And, and there's been people that already did the same thing and we don't learn from it. So sometimes it's good to, uh, share your stories with someone. And even if you're not very proud of it, because you never know who can, or who needs to hear that story and it may stop them or prevent them from doing, making the same horrible decision that you did. And, you know, a lot of times when we make mistakes in our life or whatever, it, it, it really sets us back. So, 
you want to try to minimize your mistakes as much as you can going forward. And that's why I'm saying it's great to, you know, listen to others, especially older people, people who've been there, people who've lived life, you know, and try to hear what they're saying and try not to repeat something they did, you know. Um, but anyways, I hope everybody's having a great day, great week so far. Um, if you haven't had the chance to listen to my previous podcast, I appreciate it if you go back and listen to them. And I hope uh, you guys are liking what you're hearing so far. And we continue right down the good path. Everyone have a great day.